This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Here at Podcast Row, United Soccer Conventions. Conventions, sorry. I'm thinking about the, the, the USC. It did not say USC. Yeah. Uh, here with Leslie Galmore. Uh, outgoing president yep. of, of the, uh, the United Soccer uh, Coaches. Um, the year that was, let's, let's, we'll go rapid fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know you're very busy. Um, your year of presidency, yeah. how, how do you sort of sum it up of, of the good, the bad, what, maybe, maybe not the bad, but you maybe would have wanted Yeah, there were a lot of things that kind of fell on my plate for the, the presidency. The first and foremost was renegotiating Lynn Burley Manuel's contract. She was at the end of her three-year uh, stint, uh, her first three-year stint as our CEO of the association. So I uh, had to form a, a little bit of an ad hoc committee to do, we had to do the CEO review, then renegotiate her contract, and that took a little bit of time. So that was something that um, we, we kind of got through right at the beginning of the year. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm a coach educator. In addition to being a college coach, I'm a coach educator by trade, and education and the association is something that I'm, I'm really passionate about, along with advocacy and inclusion and um, the commitment to culture and a lot of other things that we had on the, the docket. I really wanted to take a look at where we are in the, the education market. Uh, Charlie Slagle, our outgoing president, spent uh, a lot of the year going to all of our non-residential courses. So sort of, you know, on a budget, a little bit of a shoestring, he uh, traveled around the country and, and gave Ian some really good feedback, gave the board some really good feedback to see what we could do in this next sort of strategizing uh, period for the board with regards to our education and, and what the, the non-residential education looks like, how we can um, package and look at our online education that with our memberships, with our non-members, to increase the membership and to increase the exposure from an education standpoint, because it's it's good it's good quality and it's great content. Yeah, yeah. We were we were yesterday a four-hour workshop on uh, the women's game, essentially, and a big topic, obviously, getting more women's coaches. Um, hard to summarize in a couple minutes, yeah. guess, but involved at that higher levels and, and uh, I guess not discouraged was part yeah. of what we were yeah. talking about. Um, I think sort of. I was talking to a couple people about this yesterday. Does it feel like, I guess does it feel like that's progressing? Because you come to this every year, this convention, and you feel like sometimes you're talking about some of the it's same things. the same things. thing over and over again. Yeah. And, did, and did, sometimes did, it takes, you know, someone like me that's been coming to a few conventions to look around and say, it's getting better. It, yeah. tru it truly is getting better. Uh, it might not be, sitting in it might not seem that way, but when you step back and you see where we've come from and where we're going, it's better. Uh, I just came from uh, a really good panel led by uh, Heather Dyke with uh, Lisa Cole, Kim Sutton, Nancy Feldman, um, uh, Corey Hutt, uh, uh, Holton, and who else was on there? Teresa Eckmeyer. And they were outstanding speaking to women coaching educators. And the audience was outstanding. The questions were outstanding about how to 
um, not just be on the pathway in your education and, and be licensed or diploma or whatever else, but to um, become educators yourself because we need more women teaching women as well. Uh, you know, Heather's one of those people that does it at the CONCACAF level and the FIFA level, and there's very few people in U.S. soccer that are female educators. The, the grassroots course has started to improve that a little bit because there's so many courses and it's sort of spread all over the country now that more there are going to be more female instructors at that level. But I just think there's a, a real curiosity is how to get into not just your, your own education pathway, but how you become an educator yourself. And, um, and there was a lot of good discussion in that room and, and a lot of uh, experienced people giving very different viewpoints on how you get to that point and how you champion each other. So I thought it was good. Tangibly, do you see the right, changes? Right. That I think right, right, right. You know, on, on our side, on the media level, especially covering NWSL, lack of female coaches, recent hires, nothing against yeah. any of those, but, right. but there seems to be something missing there. Is that extending down to college youth still? Is that it is. I think the percentages are still nowhere near where we want them to be. Uh, you know, I was talking to a few of my, my cronies that uh, were in the, in, the, in the same age bracket, and uh, and there's a gap beneath us. There's, there's a really excellent group of pioneer coaches that, that sit in this certain demographic right now and then right beneath us there's a big gap before you hit this next group of women coaches they're 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 younger than us there's there's a bit there feels like there's a gap and i hearken back to a time where we um we were putting women into coaching roles before they were ready they weren't educated the, the sport was growing but coaching education and, and the experience of women coaches they were just fresh off of playing and they got thrown into positions where they failed um, pretty quickly, and that failure, uh, you know, proved to be really detrimental to most of them at the time, and there was no bouncing back from it. So we lost a lot of good coaches. I think now they're in the coaching profession, the women are much more resilient. If they lose one job, they'll look for another one. There's still not as much as men. There's not that much recycling of, of coaches when they when they lose a position, whether it's at club or college or youth, um, high school. But I, so there's there's been some discussion about that. I think we're going to have to get through this wave and really um, support this next generation of, of female coaches. And you know, it's going to be a lot of former players as well that uh, that want to stay in the game. So we've got to keep our eye on the ball to make sure they stay in it uh, from that standpoint. Course. Yeah, yeah. And the best players. Yeah, Outs- outstanding. And, and United Soccer Coaches has really done a good job of championing all you know female courses and female instructors. Ian does a tremendous job with that. So. I think in all pathways, that's got to be something that happens. For um, sure. Shifting a little bit, very quickly. Um, missing, missing some of your NWSL commentary, I have to say. Um, uh, yeah, I miss doing it. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? Uh, the, where the league is at? I mean, you have particular expertise on the college game, obviously, University of Washington. Yeah. yeah. Um, know some of these players. I got maybe many of them. Yeah. Like Half our conference. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what, what do you think? The state of the league. It, you know, has it grown for you? It's grown, but when I, you know, I, I retweeted whoever put the salary, you know, the salaries up there, um, because I was curious about that myself, and I said progress is progress, but get out and buy your season tickets, because that's a, still a little bit of a crawl, that's that's a cost of living raise, to be honest, like, you know, um, so, you know, if you're, you're going to be one of those lower to mid-range players, you're still going to need to have a backup and or parents that love you still, so... You know, the, the, to be a true professional and be paid and, and treated like a true professional, uh, I, I know these owners, and, and they're not the ones to bash on. I mean, they, they're doing what they are supposed to be doing, and some are more funded than others, some have better stadiums than others, but they're all to be commended for investing in this league. And to last seven years, we know, is a, is a milestone. Um, 
and, and one that we hope that U.S. soccer, that uh, our, our, our national teams and our national program continue to get behind and find a way uh, to, to continue to make it vi- not just viable. It needs to stop just surviving. It needs to start thriving at some point. Uh, and, and, you know, if you... If you look back at the MLS, what would that equivalent be? What was the tipping point? Was it 10 years? Was it, 20, you know, I remember thinking, God, not not, not again. We're not going to And then, it, you know, the, the way it grew and how it grew and how it took off. And now look where we're sitting with the MLS. It's outstanding. A lot of parallels. And, and when you see Portland doing what they're doing with the Thorns and some of the other teams that can, well, no one ever draws like them, but, you know, <laughs> and North Carolina yeah. putting together the type of team that can compete against the internationals and, uh, and the influx of great international players into our league, you really... When you look around the world, you, you have to feel like, even though our market is kind of glutted with pro sports and we compete with a lot more, that there's there's a way to get it done. And um, you know, whether it's with MLS teams in, you know, or with with USL teams or with in some kind of combination with something that's in place that already is successful, um, and, and looking at the different business models, I just feel like we're coming to a, a crossroads. I, I would say probably in the next two to three years, if it gets to the ten-year mark. And the growth hasn't been significant enough to make it something that you know all the great players want to stay in. Then it, it'll, it'll be interesting to see which way it goes. You know, yeah, if, it, if it's going to continue to grow and get into other markets, or if certain markets that are struggling are going to start selling their franchises to other markets. I mean, that's to be seen. So I think the next three years are going to be really telling for the league. And 2019, before I let you go, uh-huh. World Cup year. Yeah. U.S. women in particular. What? What stands out for you? Is there a key player that is going to make or break that team? Is it, are they the favorites? What is standing out for you? In I think Jill. I think Jill's going to have her best team as a coach. To be fair, uh, I, you know that the players that are in there right now, the influx of outstanding youth that have won at the youth level, uh, in particular that one group with Sam Mewis and Morgan Bryan, that group that won with the U20 World Cup with Steve Swanson, uh, in. That group, it's a group of winners, and not just from a soccer playing standpoint. They are character kids, and and, and you can see it. And I think the the veteran players that are left and the ones that are still around, they um, have their work cut out for them competing with them. But I also think that these younger players, they finally learned to embrace them. Those younger kids are resilient enough and wanted it bad enough that they took whatever lumps on the inside they had to take. Uh, and now they've really come together and are more seemingly a together group than they've been in the past. So if you combine their talent with their the culture on their team that, that it looks like they have right now, I, I think they're I think they're in a really good position to, to get to get far to repeat or to get far at least. You know, the rest of the world and, and some of the groupings our grouping couldn't have worked out better for us. But um, the, the, yeah, it does. The rest of the world has it, it's just been a joy to watch the rest of the world get better. Women's soccer on the global stage is so fun to watch now, and it's just I've looked forward to it um, getting to this point, and I know it's just going to keep improving, but it's just it's fun to see the different women's styles of men's styles that we've been used to looking at. So what do the Spanish women look like compared to their men? Is there a similarity? What do the Dutch women look like? And look at what Scotland's done and what the English team's done and, and Canada and Australia. I mean, like, there's these teams are all just, like, there's there's no gimmies. There's hardly any gimmies. And so that, it's going to be spectacular. I think it's going to be a really fun tournament, and it's great that it's in France. Obviously, they've got great venues, and it's in Europe, so right. there's, there's a soccer, there's going to be a soccer crowd, and... Yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. I think we got a chance. She's gonna have a good team there. Yeah. 
but it's but it's soccer. <laughs> Leslie so, Gilmore, president, outgoing president of United Soccer Coaches. Maybe a less, slightly less busy year for you. A little bit, yeah. I'll try to find some things to do. I'll try to get in some commentating gigs if I can. Yeah. I sneak up into the press box at the rain game or something. Yeah. Or at least live tweet it on my own. I'll go rogue. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Thank you. Jeff, thanks for having me. Yeah, Appreciate it. Yeah, enjoy the rest of the convention. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. I'll see you, Jeff. Yep. Thanks.